Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Let's pray. Our precious Lord, we thank you. We exalt your name once again. We come before you once again for instruction. We ask for revelation. We ask for wisdom. We ask for understanding. We demand that our soul be healed, even our physical bodies as well. As your word come forth, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so... Um, we want to start a new series in our studies, Bible studies, and uh, our main text is going to be Matthew 16, from verse 24 to 26. Um, and the topic is going to be crucify the flesh. It's a question. A way to crucify the flesh. We want to find out exactly what position we are or we should be at this moment in relation to what Christ has done and even when he made this statement. So, Matthew 16, 24, the Bible said, Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself. Which is the same way of saying crucify the flesh. Uh, so the question we are going to find out is must we deny ourselves? Which self are we to deny? Praise God. Verse 25 says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. What life is it that we should lose and which one are we supposed to find? Praise the Lord. And what contents are we supposed to leave, lose our lives? And in what contents are we supposed to find a new life? The verse 26 says, For what is a man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Praise the Lord. Now, Corresponding scripture, we go verse Luke chapter 9, verse 26. In Luke's account, this is what he said. And he said to them all, If a man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. It's the same thing we've just found in Luke. Luke kind of 
amplifies it and he says, you have to deny yourself and follow me. That is Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Is that what we got there? Okay. All right. You know, so, what was Jesus really talking about in terms of denying yourself to follow him? In terms of taking up your cross. <coughs> Excuse me. To follow him. What was he really saying? What was he trying to say? These are the things we want to look at. If I may go a little bit straight. Until we start to find out. We have to understand that. There is a big difference between what he said now. And what is obtained Later, what I mean is, when he made these statements, it was before the cross. So, everything he was talking about here was directly connected to what was going to happen, if you will, by the time he gets to the cross, or before he gets to the cross. You have the self life. Before you came to him. And by the time you came to Jesus. You have a different life. So in the true sense. Everything he was talking about here. Is directly connected to salvation. Praise the Lord. Everything he said here. Is directly connected to nothing but salvation. And he's talking about the unbeliever. By implication, the man who have not really come to believe in Jesus Christ is the one he was dealing with. He couldn't be dealing with the believer. Why do I say that? We're going to find out from scripture. Because you were crucified with him. You couldn't have been crucified with him and is he telling you to take up the cross? How? Both of you went to the cross. So, in, in, in another way, he was actually dealing with the Jewish people and trying to tell them, forsake the law and come to me. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? He was also dealing with the Jewish people. You're going to find that as we go into the scriptures. Because the honest truth is this. Your flesh died when you were buried together with him. You don't have any other flesh anymore. Whatever flesh you have right now is his flesh. So you can't be denying your real self. Because your real self is what is alive right now after resurrection. I don't know if you are following what I'm going to now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, this is a statement for an unbeliever. He's talking to the man who have not yet embraced the cross. Praise the Lord. By implication, if you're taking up your cross and follow him, you're just trying to say, get saved. Forsake every other thing. Embrace him. And once you embrace him, the thing changes. 
Because we took up our crosses and followed him to the grave. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Paul speaking Galatians 2 20. I am crucified with Christ. Just take note of that statement. You can't or you couldn't have been crucified and still be denying yourself. You are already dead. So when Jesus was going to the cross, we all went with him. The self that you are supposed to crucify was supposed to be Adamic flesh. But you see, the scriptures say, as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So we died with him, our flesh was buried, resurrected with him, with a a new flesh. So you can't be denying yourself. You should embrace yourself. And I know that's very contrary to common teaching. <laughs> because as we're going to proceed, you find that the Bible says you are a new creature. You can't be denying your new creature, identity. The old one you're supposed to deny died with him, was buried with him. But a new one resurrected. So your new identity is somebody you need to embrace. <laughs> and I know, like I said, this is very, very contrary to what is commonly taught. <laughs> Praise the living God. Come on, are you with me here? I want you to think about it. So Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Are you there with me? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. I gave himself for me. Now you can't be denying this your new flesh anymore because the old one died, buried, resurrected in a new person. You have a new spirit. Yori you is job included with this body right now. This is just your earth suit of your real identity because Christ is your identity. So you can't deny yourself. I hope this is not too hard for you. Hallelujah. I'm trying to bring you to the place of realization of who you are and how that you need to embrace and acknowledge your renew you when you are living. So again Paul said I'm crucified with Christ. By implication I'm dead. The real man which is the one that was supposed to be taken off the cross actually went to the cross. By implication here, our old self was crucified with him. As believers, we have followed Jesus to the cross, crucified, buried with him, resurrected with him. So, he will lose his life, shall find it. What happened? Yes, we lose our life. 
and then we found him by implication we find eternal life as compared to the life that we were living or we had before we found him he will lose his life we find it we lose our lives like we're going to see much later Paul said all of those things which he considered to be righteousness he considered to be dunks he lose everything are we here he will lose his life to find it what are you finding you're going to find life and what did the bible say Christ is our life you find your real life because you lose your old life There is only one life that we're supposed to have and that's the life of Christ. But while we were in Adam, we missed that life. We were living the life of Adam and living the life we were living and he said, well, if you lose this life, you're going to find your true life. So he was urging the man who have not known Christ to come know Christ. So it's, it's not something, but you know how we teach this in, in Sunday school deny yourself, crucify the flesh. Can I ask you a question? How many of you have tried to crucify your flesh and the flesh is not me crucified? No, be honest. Some people are even going to fasting. You understand what I'm saying? They want to crucify the flesh. You can't do nothing to the flesh. you got to realize the flesh is already crucified and then you stand the power and victory of what Jesus has done. You don't have any power to crucify your flesh. That's why you see people try several times. They want to fast and pray. They want to do this. They want to take resolution. All is about crucifying the flesh. Now, Jesus said that before the cross. After the cross, you got to embrace yourself. In fact, scripture says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That means you got to love yourself. <laughs> the Bible says that. Yeah, which self are you going to love? Not the Adam. Your renewed self, which is Christ. You got to love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That means you got to love yourself. But Jesus said, deny yourself. So which one was you going to deny? Which one are you going to love? You deny your old life, and then you embrace your Christ life. And you have to love your Christ life. Are you done with me? So, this is simply talking about salvation. Losing your old life and finding a new one. Which is your re-eternal life. He says, he that lose his life shall find it. And if they return his life shall lose it. Okay, fine. Now you lose your life and you find your true life. Which is eternal life. Which is the Christ's life. Praise the Lord. So, the whole of that statement of my 16 is, I lose my old man, which is my Adamic life, and I got a new one, which is a Christ life. You must understand, there are basically just two lives. And I always ask this question, when you were in Adam, there was nothing you did to become Adam-like. Absolutely nothing. You understand that? There was nothing. You never struggled to be like Adam. No. Now, if you didn't struggle to be like Adam, how do you intend to struggle to be like Christ? This is why we miss it. 
You only believe that you are a natural man. And the power of the natural Adam was working in you. How do you change that? You only got to believe that you are a spiritual man. And the power of the spiritual man in Christ begin to work in your life. It's a mental situation. Praise God. So I lose my old life, which was Adamic life, and I gain my new life, which is the Christ life. We share the old life and receive a new one. So what we are supposed to deny now, not knowing who our identity is, that is where we start talking about denying our lives. Amen? Because we don't know the Christ within us, we now talk about denying our life. You can't deny your life anymore because the life you have is the Christ life. You don't have two lives, you have one life. And you got that life when Jesus went to the cross. Love yourself. <laughs> because yourself is your real self, which is the Christ life. Praise the Lord. Look at the very fantastic scripture here. Second Corinthians 5, let's start reading from verse 16. Let's start from the King James. Second Corinthians 5, verse 16. 16. Okay. We have for henceforth no we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. I think we just let's just go straight to Amplified Translation. And let's take it from verse, verse 13. Amplified Translation, verse 13. For if we are beside ourselves, that is, if we are mad, as some say, it is for good, it's for God, and consign him. If we are in our right mind, it is for your benefit. You know, because of the revelation that Paul was bringing forth, some people felt he was mad. They said the same thing to Jesus. He says, beside himself. And I think some people hearing what I'm saying might also think the same way. This man is contrary. Let's read them. For the love of Christ constrains us and urge impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one man died for all, then all died. One man died for all, then all died. I want you to notice that. Remember, when he said what he said in Matthew 16, then he haven't died. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Good. If one man died for all, then all died. Everybody died. Once you come to believe in him, you died. As a matter of fact, all mankind died. But all mankind do not have the understanding that they died in Christ. Why? Because the understanding have not been given to them. The revelation have not been given to them. The acknowledging of that fact have not been made known to them, which is the gospel that we preach. What was the next thing? 15. And if he died for all, 
so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves but to and for him who died was raised again for their sake are you getting that identity union you are no longer yourself you are no longer your old self you don't live based on your old self because that is the old self you forsook that was the cross you took but now you live for him in and through his power praise God what was the next thing consequently from now on we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view and you can equally call that flesh amen praise the lord we estimate and regard no one from purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value remember what he said deny yourself take up your cross and do what and follow me now there's a change you can't be talking about die your life anymore because if one died for all then all died no even though we won't did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh can you get that we don't recognize Christ anymore in terms of the flesh, in terms of humanity. When he made that statement, we can't be thinking about Christ in that level. And if you were with him, when he died and rose again, you can't be considering yourself in your former humanity before you embrace the cross. Hallelujah. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature, a new creature altogether. Hallelujah. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new heart has come. So you find a new life. Take up your cross and follow me. If you lose your life, you will find it. Did you get the picture now? You lose your humanity. You lose your first moral. I mean, what did he describe that? The previous moral and spiritual condition that you were, you lose it, which was your life. Now you find a new life in who? In Christ. You got to love yourself. Because you are loving a new man. You can deny yourself anymore. Why? Because you are not who you used to be. You deny that. You took up the cross. And you got a new one. Because he that loses his life shall find it. Now you find a new life. How are you going to be denying yourself? Hallelujah. If you talk about denying yourself as a believer. You are so tired to deny Christ. That may be very very terrible I want to think. Hallelujah. Verse 13 said, But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that by the word 
and did with my aim to bring others into harmony with him. Praise God. Okay, let's see try. Go to verse 15, but message translation. Another fantastic manner in which it is presented. But are you following what I'm talking about? Yeah. You deny your old one, you embrace the cross, and then you died with him, and then you resurrected together with hallelujah. You came back a fresh and a clean person, and then you have a new flesh, a new heart, a new spirit. You can't deny yourself anymore. You are a new person. So denying self is for the unbeliever in the streets. No matter how people try to proclaim it, no matter how people try to make it, oh man, put a fasting program, put on some kind of, you know what that means, right? Height is taught religiously. The kind of thing we must do to kill the flesh. Every time you keep on seeing people emphasizing Adam, Adam, Adamic life, flesh, flesh, flesh. No, your flesh died when he died. You are a new creature. A new flesh is what you have. Love yourself. This, like I said, is very contrary to the common messages you've been hearing. But this is the truth of the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at message translation, verse 16. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16. Good. Because of the decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We look at the Messiah. You see, your focus must change. If your focus is always on the old man, if you always see yourself as the old man that you were before you became a believer, the power of resurrection life will not work in your mortal body. Did you get that? It won't work. But you must change the focus. But the more you behold Christ, the more you become like him. And you are not going to behold him with just your spirit alone. You are beholding with all of your being. Praise God. We look at the Messiah the way once and get it all wrong as you know. We suddenly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside and what we see is that another one united with the Messiah. Praise God. Did you get that? Where are you looking at? You are not looking at your natural self. You are looking at your inner man that is united with you with Christ. Hallelujah. And that gives you a fresh start. A new beginning is created anew. The old life is gone. A new one begins. Look at it. Verse 13 said, All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. And then called us to settle our relationship with each other. Couple the world squared with himself through the Messiah. Giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us a task of telling everyone what he is doing. 
We are Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into the great work of making things right between them. We are speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He is already a friend with you. Praise the living God. Then verse 21 says, How you may ask or may say, In Christ, put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with you with God. Praise God. Are you going to the picture here? You are a new creature. You are a new being. You got a fresh start. Hmm? So you don't have a self that you can deny anymore. And like I said, this is going to be terrible for some people listening to me or who may be hearing this tip later. You don't have any self to deny. You got to embrace yourself. You're real you, looking world, see the Christ walking through your body. The Adamic man that was troubling you were from your inside. Mighty 720, I mean, Mark 721 tells us that. From out of the heart of men, what did the Bible say? Proceed what? Evil thoughts. He says, it's not what goes in that defies what comes out. So from out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Did you get that? So what happened? The Bible says it gave you a new heart. A heart of flesh and not of stone. You got a new heart. So if you have a new heart, then you have a new understanding, a new reality, a new mindset. Everything about you is new. Therefore, you must embrace yourself and not deny yourself. <laughs> Praise God. Are we getting it? Okay. So how do we deny ourselves if you want to put it that way? We only need to embrace our new man that we are. That's how you deny yourself. In terms of what we read in Matthew 16. How do you deny yourself? You deny yourself by embracing the new man. Once you embrace the new man, once you acknowledge the new man, once you get into a relationship with the new man, you have already denied yourself. Hallelujah. So, when he says if you deny yourself, or you have to deny yourself so that you can find life, he's not talking about salvation. And we already got that. So you don't have anything else to deny. That's always a pastor. This thing you're saying is dangerous. You see, the life, you see, I'll make you see that as we progress in this study. All the major scriptures that people quote, I'm going to touch them, essentially. We are people who specialize on this thing that I'm saying now. What I mean is, denying self, crucifying the flesh. You understand that? You couldn't do anything more than what Jesus did. Jesus crucified the flesh. You gave it to him and he took it on the cross. He crucified it. And then you came out on the other side, a new person entirely. You got to understand that. In fact, when we get down to the book of Romans chapter 8, I mean chapter 6, it said, Recon yourself to be dead. You know what it means to recon? Count yourself dead. Say, recon it. Huh? 
Paul Kabi tell you, reckon yourself to be dead. Reckon. And you check the meaning of reckon. Means to count, means to estimate, means to, you understand that? To recognize, to, to value. Put it that you are dead. Know it. Something is on record. How can somebody who is dead be crucifying himself? What do you have to crucify when you are dead? Hallelujah. So God is not trying to relocate what he has done on you. No. He loves you just exactly what he has created you to be in Christ. Remember, if any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. And he loves those new creatures he has made out of Christ. So he loves you exactly the way you are. You don't have anything to crucify. You don't have anything to deny. You are just who you are who in Christ. God love you just the way you are. So love your neighbor as you love your good self. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Now this will begin to give you a new meaning. The way you love yourself is the way you ought to love your neighbor. Now if you know Christ is in you, yes, you have to make sure your neighbor also have what? Christ. And in loving yourself and loving your neighbor I mean you are loving the Christ who is in that individual. Love yourself. Love your neighbor as you do what? As you love yourself. So the world say we should love ourselves. Why do you think you have to love ourselves? How can you say love yourself and at the same time tell you deny yourself? That looks contrary. Am I right? It's opposite. He can tell you deny yourself and then turn around and say love, your, love yourself. Why do you think he's saying that? The man that you love himself is the man that is born again. The man that is in Christ. The man walking with the spirit of Christ. The man who looks inward and know that Christ resides within him with all the power and the glory of being the image and the express image and the glory of God. When you begin to realize that that is what you carry. Huh? You got to love yourself. I got to love myself because there's a vehicle that carries Christ. I don't have any part of me to deny anymore. All part of me are useful to Christ. Ooh, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am, I am his tabernacle. I am his dwelling place. And I've got to love this house that he lives in. I don't have any part of me that I can deny. No. Hallelujah. So again, Luke chapter 9 verse 23. And he said, Deny yourself. Luke chapter 9 23. And he said unto them, All, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. How is it going to be? Can I tell you this? This is a command to the Jews. And that may be shocking. He just wanted Israel to leave behind the system of the law and trust Christ for their salvation. Paul clarifies that in Galatians 2. Which we read before. Galatians 2 verse 20. You remember that? I am crucified with Christ. Let's go back there. 
I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead, what? In vain. Did you get the meaning? Simple. So when he was saying, take up your cross and follow me, even when Christ said, I died daily, Paul was saying, I died daily, he was not talking about the issue of his flesh. He was just trying to say, every day was walking away from the law. Because remember, he was still being held by the law because he knew the law so much. You got that in the book of Romans chapter 7. When I want to do good, I find that there's another law in my member. How many of you remember that? He was referring to the law. So when he said, I die daily, what was he saying? Every day, I will see a new light in Christ. I shift away from the influence and the power of the law into the spirit of righteousness and the grace that is found in who? In Christ Jesus. That's how you die daily. Migrating into the reality of what Christ has made available. That's how you die daily. Not crucifying flesh and you fasting today, tomorrow you fast. You fast today, you overcome some issues. Next tomorrow, greater one comes, you go into another fasting. I mean, is that not what we do? You can crucify the flesh in your natural religious way. Now, you embrace what Jesus have done. And Paul said, the righteousness that I was holding on to, I find that if I continue with that, then I'm frustrating what? The grace of God. And then I'm beginning to declare that Christ died in vain. So I died daily by embracing Christ and forsaking the law. So when he said, follow me, take up your cross daily. That's what he was just trying to say. Every day you die to the law. As a Jewish man. Hallelujah. I say Hallelujah. <laughs> like I said before, this may look very contrary. It's, it's, it's something that I think is strange to the hearing of uh, 80% of believers. But, but this is the truth of the matter. The more I look at the scriptures, the more I begin to see these lights come alive. Praise God. Look at Philippians 3. Let's look at Philippians 3. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Paul is speaking. Remember, I'm trying to interpret Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Is that okay? Take up a cross and follow me. Die daily. All of that. Philippians 3, verse number 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me. Indeed, it's not grievous, but for you it is safe. In other words, if I keep on repeating the things I'm repeating to you, it'll be because for your own benefit. That's why the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. So it's also good sometimes, you hear these messages over and over and over and over again. Then you not only get the impact and the benefit, the glory that is found in those things will begin to show forth. Hallelujah. Verse number two. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil walkers. How many of you remember dogs? You remember dogs? Lazarus and the rich man. Okay. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil walkers. Beware of the concession. That is the second concession. 
Talking about the Jewish circumcision. Verse 3 said, For we are the circumcision, which wrought if God in the spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So what flesh are you crucifying in this context? The law. <laughs> Did you get that? But when you say crucify the flesh, all you ever think about is your flesh, your flesh, your members, all of those things. No. Always try to read the scripture and contents and find out what the author is trying to say. I'll try to explain a few. Last week or there about when I was writing on baptizing the nations, I clearly made a simple illustration. Jesus wasn't telling Nicodemus to go and get baptized in river with H2O. No. The water, he was telling Nicodemus what was the water of the world. Right? The flesh he was talking about was the religious system of the Jews. He wasn't talking about his flesh in terms of how he was born as a human being. That's not what Jesus was saying. Hallelujah. Look at verse 4. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh that he had, wherefore he might trust in the flesh, I am all. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted what? Lost for who? For Christ. He that will retain his life, will lose it. And he that will lose his life, will do what? We find it. So what happened? Paul lose everything, and he found who? Christ. Is it making sense? Now what you to look at it. For what things were gained to me, which were now his life, as a Pharisee. Are you getting that? He denied himself of that life, and what happened? He found Christ. That's what he's talking about. So they say, say, yeah, doubtless, I can not all things but loss. You lose everything. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I suffer the loss of all things, and do condemn but dog rubbish, that I may do what? Win Christ. Did you get that? <laughs> so, when in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, was saying, take up a cross and follow me daily, he was just talking to the Jews. Get off from the law. Walk out of self-righteousness that comes from the law. Embrace what I'm about to do. Hallelujah. And once he went to the cross, as many as we are in Adam, the place in him, we all died, we all were buried with him, we all rose with him. And the knowledge of that resurrection is what the gospel is giving to us. Therefore, we can't be thinking about old man, that which you call old man, and all of his doings and the laws 
You can't be thinking about that anymore. You are a brand new person from the other side of the cross. And the Bible is telling you to embrace your re-you right now. For God loves you just exactly the way you are. Because he gave you a new identity, a new spirit. A new heart. You can't deny your new heart. You can't deny your new self, which is actually Christ. He is the head with his body. Colossians 3 said, Christ is what? Our life. So how can you say he that loses his life shall gain it? What, which one do you want to lose? You want to lose Christ? Hallelujah. So here we find that Paul gave up the righteousness of the law to embrace the righteousness of who? Of Christ. The effort to deny self is because we don't know who we are who in Christ. We don't know who we are in Christ. That's why we do all we try to do to deny what we call self. And as a believer, when you are doing that, you are denying your re-identity. And that is where the power of Christ can no longer walk in your life as it should be. Praise the Lord. Are we still here? I know, like I said, this is a very controversial subject. But I'm believing the Lord to help you pick it. Praise God. Okay, look at this. First Corinthians 15. Glory. Help me, Lord. First Corinthians 15, verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so, glory. I want you to look at that place. Even so in Christ shall all. I want you to see that even so. What equates what is happening here and what happened there. The old man died. In Adam all died. You were walking in a life that was not God's. But once you moved to Christ... Just like there was a power that was working in your life before, a new power takes over once you are in Christ. Are you following what I'm saying here? For as in Adam all die, even so, even so, you got to underline that in your Bible. In Christ shall all, it could be all aspects of your being, is made alive. Hallelujah. So you see, who you are in Christ is who you are. Who you were in Adam is who you were. I don't know if you get what I'm saying here. <laughs> who you are in Christ is who you are. Who you were in Adam is who you were. Did you get that? So as in Adam all died, all your faculty, your system died, even so in Christ. 
So if you were an Adam and you were termed a sinner, none of you are in Christ, what will you be called? A righteous person. So which aspect of your righteousness are you denying now? Or that you want to crucify? Which aspects? Hallelujah. Somebody say, but pastor, you see, there are things that, yes, the same thing Paul complained about in the book of Romans chapter 7. He said, but there are certain things, you know, the desire for this, the, yeah, 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 it's always there. But Paul said, thank God for who? For Jesus Christ. And when he learned to chapter 8, he now said, therefore, there remaineth no more condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. What was he saying? You start the argument from chapter 6 of the book of Romans and you read it all through to chapter 8. You see the conclusion that Paul gave. The struggle could be there. But once you keep on recognizing and acknowledging the fact that you are a righteous person, you have cried resident in your life, you are a new creature, the powers will begin to be coming down all by themselves. But whether they are there or not, let me put this picture this way. We have those little children. There's one there back up now. That's another one there. These are, you call them girls. But they are, as far as their life is concerned, they are female genders. Even if a child is two months old or even a day old, that child is a human being. Am I correct? But you see, when the child starts to grow, there comes a time when the child will be trying to walk and crawling and be falling. The fact that the child is crawling and falling does not stop the fact that the child is a human being. He's still a human being, but falling, learning to walk. The identity of that child is a human being, not, 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 not an animal, not a monkey, not a donkey, not anything else. He's a human being. But he's trying to walk and he's falling. Of course, a righteous man will fall seven times, but you rise again. You can't deny your identity of a righteous man because you fall. Come on, somebody need to get this. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying here? So, the issue, you have issues. Yes, they are there, but who are you? You are who you are in Christ. Just like who you were, who in Adam. The father, you are falling and rising. Because we are righteous men. The righteous man will fall seven times and will rise again. You don't have any issue, one bit. For there remain no condemnation to them who are who? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The new creation is your real life in Christ. Your new identity. And nothing can be added to it. Therefore, you don't have any right to subtract anything from it. Glory to God. Are you with me? <laughs> uh, this says will make you go back and read. And then you read with a different mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Are you with me? Yeah. I just needed to get this. Because this is the whole issue. When Jesus said, take up a cross and follow me. Oh, okay, God, yeah, you're going to crucify the flesh. I'm going to seven days fasting. Oh, this appetite of drinking. Seven days fasting. 
blah, blah, blah. You do all of those things and you discover that in the next one month, if God is not even taken, you end up by the time you finish your fasting, you're no longer a believer. Because you're trying to crucify the flesh that was already crucified 2,000 years ago. You see what I mean? Praise the living God, somebody. And so, this is what the Lord is sharing with us this season. And I need to put it across to you. But what am I trying to make you understand? You are a new creature. Your old man died. You were buried. You rose together with Christ. We're going to be dealing with that next week. From Romans chapter 8. Chapter 6 or through chapter 8. You'll be able to see that. You rose again. A new being. When Jesus left the grave, he was no longer the one that was given birth to by Mary. No. That was not the person that came out of the grave. Are you with me? So if you understand that the man that came out of the grave was not the one that was given birth to by Mary, you got to understand that you went with him and when he came out of that place, you came out with him. So you don't have anything to crucify right now. Because you died on the cross. You got to recognize that. And then the power, the potency of everything that was working against your righteousness will continuously begin to do what? To die. Paul said, I lose all things and I die daily that I may gain Christ the more. Hallelujah. This is what it means to crucify the flesh. We're going to continue next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.